You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, online and social media editor at SD Times. In today's episode, I'm talking with Digital Ocean's Raman Sharma about their recent Currents report, which looked at how the pandemic has affected participation in the open source community. I'll let Raman introduce himself and then we'll dive right in. Uh, my name is Raman Sharma. Um, I lead developer programs and community engagement at DigitalOcean. Uh, we are a very developer-focused company, and just to keep a pulse with the developer community, we do this survey about open source once a year. And so this this report is basically about like our findings about how the engagement in the open source community has been during the pandemic. So in the report, it says that um, overall participation in open source decreased last year, but that those who were already active participants um, increased their involvement. Why do you think that is? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, overall engagement uh, coming down is not a surprise. Pandemic, people had other things to worry about. Definitely, like writing lines of code was not top of mind for a lot of people. But we did see that, number one, uh, like a lot of people actually find solace in, in open source and in actually coming out and contributing. So people who, were, who already had a slightly deeper engagement, they further deepened their engagement. So that was, that was one thing. Besides, like in a lot of cases, although there was a pandemic going on, but people had slightly more time at their hands because of less commute, because of slightly higher productivity in other areas. So I think those reasons kind of contributed um, to like this deepening of engagement, we believe. What sort of benefits were developers kind of looking to get out of um, open source participation this past year compared with like um, in a normal year? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the big things is around upskilling also. Just I think a lot of people participate in open source just to get a hang of things because a lot of like activity around popular technologies in our industry happens in open source these days. So developers kind of come there to learn about what's going on uh, by, by dipping their toes sometimes, by going deeper if they, if they start building an interest in that area. So that's one thing. And even from a like industry perspective, you know, our industry is largely running open source, whether, whether you're building the backend of your SaaS applications even if you're building like a cloud uh, service, everything is being powered by open source. So not, so understanding that ecosystem, understanding the different pieces, how they fit together is almost like a requirement these days. Developers kind of understand that and they do want to spend time on these activities even outside of their core work. I think a lot of those reasons are contributing to this uh, increased, increased interest in open source. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I know that the the issue of like compensation for open source work is one that's been around for a while. So going off the report, um, 54% of respondents felt that individuals should be paid for open source work, but only 14% are actually paid for it. Do you envision that um, that 14% changing and what would like kind of lead to a shift in the way that like open source contributors are compensated for their efforts? Yeah, to be honest, I was surprised that the number of people who feel that they need to be compensated is only 54%. I would have expected that number to be higher. 
but yeah, I think I do expect that 14% number to change. I feel like going forward, uh, two things are happening. Number one is that there are now easier ways of compensating people who are contributing to, who are maintaining these open source software. GitHub, for example, has introduced a way using which you can actually donate uh, to the open source projects that you find useful or that you are passionate about, number one. Number two is I think there is increased acceptance in the technology industry that you know without open source, a lot of what we do is not even possible. So there has to be a way of giving back. You know, and that giving back happens right now in, in many ways, like through through sponsorships, through providing support for, uh, you know, testing and development and maintaining of this open source software. For example, we do it. We provide free credits, infrastructure credits to open source maintainers. But going ahead, I feel like there are going to be more direct monetary uh, cash contributions. And just a, I think it's just a net, net positive for the entire community uh, because it's not only about like, are you directly using this software? It's also about, are you enabling the use of open source software for your community? And if you're doing that, you're kind of benefiting from it. So yeah, I do expect that 14% number to go up. I want to talk a bit about the, the inclusivity section of the report. Yeah. So a majority of respondents believe that open source is inclusive, but if you look at the responses specifically from people who are women, non-binary or caregivers, those numbers are lower. So can you talk a little bit about that disconnect in perception between different demographics? Yeah, I think it's just a reflection of, you know, how people look at inclusion, right? You know, it's people who are who are kind of well represented do not feel that there is a representation problem. And people who are not well represented, I think they see it more clearly. And they have kind of come out and called it out, saying that, hey, you know, no, it's not, it's not inclusive. And I feel <clears throat> there are there are a number of ways this can be fixed. Number one is like just creating more awareness that this problem exists. So that 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 set, that 62% people who feel that oh no, there is no representation problem. They begin to see it clearly and they are conscious of it. And they are they themselves are creating more opportunities for inclusion. And, and second is just like creating more opportunities for people to participate. And by the, the way you create those opportunities is by lowering the bar of how you get in, whether it is through tooling, whether it is through technical training, whether it is through directed efforts towards bringing more underrepresented people in. And <clears throat> I think a combination of those things is, is what, going, what is going to lower here. Uh, I've seen like, I've seen a lot of companies doing this. Uh, the first step obviously is to like, just change the ranks of companies that are participating in open source in a big way so that we can, we can actually set, a, set an example through leadership. So that that's, I think those are a few of the things that, um, can definitely help with that diversity and inclusion problem. Do you see projects like making efforts to do those things? I think uh, those efforts are, I, I've seen some of those happening right now. Those are kind of, um, I, I wouldn't say they are, they're in full flow only because I think industry overall, not just open source, but the industry overall has a representation problem right now. So we are kind of suffering due to that. And, so that was the point I was trying to make earlier. As as technology companies change their ranks and they change their hiring processes, I think it's going to slowly and slowly reflect on the open source community also. 
because these are the people who will eventually go out and have time and resources to be able to make contributions to open source. So I think it's going to have a ripple effect on that too. And then of course, you can have some direct efforts on like just making sure that, you know, people who are contributing directly to open source, like we, we are solving the inclusion problem there. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to ask, is there like a key factor takeaway from the report that you would want our listeners to leave with? Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the four key takeaways there uh, are, you know, the pandemic definitely had an impact on the overall engagement, but really happy that the depth of engagement went higher, like deep, like everyone wants deep involvement. Secondly, um, the, the question of compensation and um, keeps coming back up. Uh, the question of compensation, like it has to be more tangible. It has to be more cash oriented, monetary oriented now. There's clear demand for that. Thirdly, inclusivity. You know, more people, more underrepresented people need to find opportunities, need to get opportunities to participate here. And, and lastly, like I think one thing which is not being talked about quite a lot is around like, how open do we want uh, the open source ecosystem to be? We've all seen issues around ethical use of technology in the last few years. And I think the, the, the question of that, to that topic within open source also exists. So do we want to create boundaries around how open source software should be used or who gets to contribute? I think those are some of the questions that we dealt with. Uh, and you know we have some interesting findings. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. For anyone interested, I will include a link to the Currents Report in the show notes. Until next time, this has been What the Dev.